you found us. This is unapologetic. In your face, raw truth. We're going to dissect relationships, the fun, the pleasant, even the horrifying. Nothing is off limits. I'm Brian, licensed professional counselor. And I'm Erica. I'm not a counselor. Merry Christmas, Erica. Happy holidays, Brian. Happy holy days. <laughs> Happy New Year. Is your tree still up? I have not taken it down. Oh, okay. Well, look at you. You know what? There's no animosity towards that poor Christmas tree like the day after Christmas. Holy night. We glorify it. We flock them. And then we kick them literally to the curb. <laughs> and we're like, okay, I'm not even using this for firewood. No, no, no. Well, I, I actually strip mine, use the leaves for fire, and uh, make a staff. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, you're on Survivor coming up this <laughs> next season? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we use them for toothpicks. Um, all uh, The rocking chair in the front looks like Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I don't uh, know I'll be on the show. Good for you. I'm not that crafty. I'll be at Waldron Park with my staff. Okay. Oh, I like that. To beat off those lions chasing <laughs> you in the park, huh? Uh, did you have to settle any disputes on the racetrack? Oh, <laughs> no. With the hubby? No? No, we stayed off the track this time. Oh, good I, mean, I, th I think you. he's kind of scared. You know? You're like with gas prices, now we just no. duke it out. No, no, he, he's just scared. He's okay. not always scared. <laughs> I know. I, I hate it. That's got to be demoralizing. Yeah, he, Man. He's, he's making Is that fun something of my... you tell the, the people at the dinner party? Like, hey, I smoked this fool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tell them, but in the car, in, in the car. In the car, guys, in the, in car. the car. This isn't a this isn't Bad Boys 3. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's funny, you had brought up this article. What's it called? Let me see. We've got 30 core disagreements couples encounter. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you, you sent that of things that we could discuss <laughs> about the holidays. It made me think of the Christmas commercials, the holiday. Have you seen any of these? Uh, I have not seen any recently. Okay. But I don't. Watch I a don't lot of TV. I don't get excited as much like the Super Bowl okay, commercials, I was say, but that, isn't that there when are it's live? some, right, there's some that are so funny. So, okay, Peloton, <laughs> you've seen these, right? Uh, no, fill okay. me in. Okay, well, this is for the 1% of people that make, I don't know, 50 grand a month, right? And then their <laughs> high-rise Manhattan apartment. You always see, and it's the stationary bike that's got a screen that's like 78 <laughs> inches. It's like, this thing's so top-heavy, it doesn't even think, like, how is it physically possible <laughs> to fit in this guy's loft? Anyways, they're these high-end, like, stationary, I exercise at home, right? So, like, a fancy bicycle it's a, bike. Right, but <laughs> it's these, they're live classes, and it's supposed to be easier to motivate you. They call you by name, like, hey, Nancy, back on the wheel. On the TV? Right, on the uh, TV, connected, yeah, it's a big thing. They're okay. popular, but all right, all right. Um, they released this uh, controversial commercial uh -huh. where the, um, it's supposed to be, like, on social media, so... The husband surprises the wife, but she couldn't look more terrified. <laughs> she's like, the the face that I get from this commercial is she's wishing that the bike really had two wheels so she could get the crap out of there. <laughs> like, I'll take a, escape. a spin. Dude, she looks terrified. Like, she doesn't look Aww. like she's having fun. She's documenting the whole thing, right? Like, she's doing a selfie stick. Like, okay, it's 6 a.m. It's so early. Wow. And then they're watching it. Like, it's like he gets home from work and they're having to watch watch these recorded sessions like in fact honey did you get on the bike today 
and he's like eating Cheetos, right? Pounding oh, beers on the right on the couch. Did you get on the bike exercise. today? Oh my gosh! So I don't know what they were going for. Is this a real commercial? I'm telling you, it looks scary. God, right? Please tell me this was on Saturday. Their Night stock Live. has gone down. <laughs> it's it's terrifying. That is terrible. I know, and th- I think the the statements they've released. I mean, it's funny that that's like the marketing team was thinking this is a winner. Well, <laughs> yeah, everybody's approved. <laughs> this is the message we want to send. That's that's like buying uh, a Dyson, uh, a vacuum for the holiday. Right. Well, oh. you know what? The, I, I'm conflicted because my fiance. One of the things on her list is a a toaster with four spots. Oh, well, you should just I buy her that just because. Right. That's that's like not a Christmas gift. Yeah, though. no. Just buy it. It doesn't send because. a message like, make me more toast. <laughs> no. It's iffy, say, Erica. It's iffy. You're going to say, I bought this for the house. Right. So we can all make toast. All right. Enough about the Peloton. Sorry. But okay. My other favorite is, have you seen the Buick commercials? I have not. I didn't know Buick was still around. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Tiger Woods used to promote that. Is he still a golfer? Sorry, I didn't Um, know. Okay, Buick is still a thing. It makes me think, um, now we're going to get to this at the end. You had pulled an article based on some feedback from the listeners called, Is Self-Partnered the New Single? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, So we'll touch on that. But it makes me think of it because the (laughs) the Buick commercial is people gifting themselves a Buick. Okay. So uh, the guy comes out of his apart like his house. It looks like Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback from Green Bay's house, right? It could not be more modern. It's crazy. Windows okay. everywhere. Ooh, pretty. Um, his Buick is like backed in diagonally, so he's obviously the only person at this house, right? <laughs> he, I mean, unless he's just a jerk and he makes his wife park on the curb, like you're on the street. Wow! Um, wow! He's, right? He's got a tag, and it says, "From John." To John. Oh really? My gosh. And he does not proceed outside all surprised. I'm t- he's surprised. He's like, oh my God, he looks self? Christmas morning. There's another lady who's looking at her Buick from inside this beautiful living room. It's snowing. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have. Well, I've been pretty good this year. Oh the self talk in these things are beautiful. Oh my there, gosh. Now, wait. One of these single people does have a friend. Oh, or oh. maybe someone she's coerced into getting groceries with her. But she's a, she's in the passenger seat of this okay. new Buick. Okay. And she said something like, um, yeah, I secret Santa'd myself. <laughs> I got to tell you, if I'm going to buy myself a gift, I'm probably shooting for something that's not a Buick. <laughs> but no, not a Buick. I don't know. Don't do that. I Anyways. bought myself a New Year's gift. Oh, okay. Well, two years ago. What? And that was the 2018 Mustang. Oh, okay. So you did get yourself a car. Yeah. Okay. For the new year, though. For the new year. I didn't do the it whole wasn't a Christmas. cheesy, okay. I opened a box, saw a key You're like, fog. it's completely different. It was a week, literally a week to <laughs> the day later than Christmas. It was New Year's. I was feeling fancy. Okay. It was 2018. Yeah. Those are great looking vehicles. They really are. They're beautiful. Yeah. They drive well too. Apparently they, they beat, beat the you challenger. in a yeah. <laughs> that They will beat a V6 well, challenger. Well, they beat my Ford Focus out in the parking lot. Uh, uh, you'll probably lose your tires. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even, I'm just going to give you the car. Like, hey, hey it's a tax write off. Hey, end of the year. That's be, great. Be good that's to great. someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I need them bragging rights. Right. Okay. 
All right, well, I gotta give the uh, give you a heads up. So today may sound a little choppy, but with our last episode addressing relationships, we did want to honor feedback coming in from the listeners. So we've got a few topics that we'll touch on. Um, one is in response to some of the disturbing uh, messages, DMs that we talked about, where uh, the male character was rejected and then kind of hurled insults, I want you to die kind of things to the female, right? Oh, you didn't like my disgusting advance? You're a lesbo, right? Yeah, Remember that? Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk about this article. Looks, um, It's called, I think it's Psych Today, so why some men respond to rejection with aggression mm-hmm. uh, based on a study they did, um, it looks like in Kansas. Is that what you have? Yeah, Kansas Okay, Kansas State. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll talk about um, another article, how expectations are shaping your relationships. And then, like I said, we'll finish up with the new single uh, term being self-partnered. Just with the holidays, sometimes people have anxiety about um, Auntie M asking, uh, oh, my gosh, you're still single? You don't want to get married? You don't you like don't want to be normal and have kids <laughs> like everybody else? I'll pass. <laughs> Hard pass, aunt. <laughs> Hard pass. Okay. So the first one, um, responding to rejection with aggression. What did you get from this article? I've got to tell you, I took away some crazy things. Well, I'll repeat what I said last time. That's why I wore Doc Martens on every date I went on. <laughs> Do you have a tactical pen and mace? <laughs> Never be too prepared. Yeah, you just got to be prepared to run at all times. Well, really what I got from this kind of summed up some of the messages we were reading the other day okay. um, about, you know, it's it's kind of like, okay, uh, one, you're very forward, uh, very derogatory in your approach, but yet you don't get the response you want. And so all of a sudden you're, you're very um, downright uh, rude, mm-hmm. evil, uh, aggressive, uh, violent. But this also captures those men who are doing the maybe not so derogatory, not so forward or blunt or rude approach like a, hey, how are you doing? Maybe um, asking for a name, trying to start a conversation right. and, and, and still respond Being human. with aggression and violence uh, well, when and they get a I polite no. You that's know. what I liked. You know, this actually came back from the, the the group of males. The hashtag here was not all men mm-hmm. um, to say, hey, we're not all like that. Right. We kind of yeah. just the examples that we had um, based on the feedback had more men uh, um, pursuing women and then responding negatively. Right. After right. being rejected. But this is more of the uh, I guess that's the Kansas State University um, led by uh, Evelyn Strateman where they took uh looks like 120 undergraduate students 60 male 60 female yeah uh, and had them complete what they created as a masculine honor belief scale uh so it was kind of saying okay these men felt like they needed to retaliate aggressively to defend their honor right that's kind of this right Right, so it was kind of physical aggression is always admirable and acceptable um was one of the statements that you could endorse um, and then if a man is insulted, his manhood is insulted. You see, that's really interesting because it goes uh, with the whole, I, I don't know if you've heard th- heard of this term floating around. I use it quite often in the line of work that I'm in. Okay. Toxic masculinity. You're wearing your floaters <laughs> in, the, in the shallow end? <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no. Toxic I just, I masculinity. Right okay. I got to go to that 13 foot pool. <laughs> I'm in the I'm deep end. I'm going to dive right in. 
So, um, yeah, you know, I, like I said, in my line of work, just using that term quite often to kind of talk about an array of different um, violence against women, you come across that term toxic masculinity. And it's so, it's very, how do you say this? It's very sensitive uh, for a lot of people because a lot of them want to take uh, defense quickly. Um, they want to say, you know, not all men, which is true. I don't believe that all men have toxic masculinity traits. I think they need to speak up because it's really hard to stand up for other men because of this quote unquote man box. Yeah. You can't insult well, the Well, the environment, it's kind of scary for men. I would say as a male, I'm terrified a lot of the time sometimes <laughs> about, oh my gosh, you know, I got to watch my P's and Q's. Right. Um, things could be misconstrued, all of those things. Tell um, us more, Brian. Okay please uh <laughs> i like to plead the fifth i'm kidding um but it's funny because That's your constitutional right these these guys and maybe it's the way that we're raised but to think that a man of honor is expected to do something when romantically rejected merely walking away and accepting the rejection is not an option um yeah man that's well, a tough well because it's a lifetime of measuring your manhood at getting the girl okay, think about right. it pop culture that's songs music I mean, the prize. It, it just always seems to be, you know. Um, it couldn't possibly be that, hey, she just doesn't like your brand, bro. Yeah. And, and he's like, it's all good. It's all cool. Not everyone's compatible. Yeah. Walk away, say deuce. But the thing is, it's it's so sensitive to their quote unquote manhood, manhood because they've yeah. been taught that is manhood. Yeah. You know. Well, and I always think of the the thing like the situations I grew up in college or high school <laughs> where we would always give each other a hard time. One of the buddies in the group is attracted to a female. He pursues her. She shuts him down, and we're all like, "Burn! <laughs> no!" Uh, and and yeah. fun, but that is that's part of it, you know. Um, but it's I guess it goes the further step where someone feels and it did make an in, um, an interesting connotation here where it said that people acted differently if they felt like they were going to be witnessed. Like if there are other people around, that's kind of scary. Right. They, well, because they have to defend, you know, that image of I'm um, I'm a man. I am a chaser. Hey, don't make me look bad in front of my peeps. Right. Very fragile. And why? Um, you know, it's like kind of like a, a why thing and. It just really kind of goes back to that respect being equivalent to violence. Using yeah. violence to get respect is the notable thing to do for the, the manly thing to do. Yeah. You know. Um, well, and it's it's interesting. And we may have touched on this before, but it is, it's like what takes it to that next step where mm -hmm. rejection sets something in your head where then you feel like you've got to actually do something physically, mm -hmm. like grab her arm or call her a name. And that, you see, I read that and I'm like, okay, so now he's physically assaulting her and verbally assaulting her by calling her a quote unquote slut. Now, I would, s I'm going to tell you something very controversial and that's this. There are some men um, who have this mentality that we're reading about right here who have that double standard for women. It's like you're not a whore if you agree to sleep with them and only them, whether they've known you 10 years, 10, 10 minutes. minutes. If you agree to sleep with them, you're not a whore. Now, if you reject them and you agree to sleep with someone in the same vicinity, you are a whore and a slut. And I think that is a seriously dangerous double standard uh, to have for a female who's just not interested in you. And how does that translate to all other 
women or their views of other women, you know, and I know it even quotes in this article, uh, Elliot Rogers, who you remember is that California student who shot up uh, many, what, what was it, yeah, sorority killed, members. Right, and the guy he suspected she was sleeping with. Right, and he had that long manifesto about women uh, rejecting him, uh, that he never could lose his virginity because of women and you know what this this reminds me of that one dating profile we read about the last time mm -hmm. uh, with the guy who's like I'm looking for a whore she needs to like all these things that was yeah. like riddled with uh, sexual violence it was just riddled with violence yeah. and so it kind of I don't know this kind of highlights a really dangerous trend out there of some men who who do this, who, who hold this notion dear that they have to protect their manhood, use well, violence to do so. I keep in my head. I just, I keep coming back to rejection is not fun. Okay. And no. I'll, right. From yeah, anyone. Right. It stinks, but it seems to get off the rails and become unhealthy and even aggressive and almost criminal at, you know, in these instances that we've talked about, mm -hmm. um, when your identity is is not secure in the fact that someone saying hey no thanks to a date mm -hmm. doesn't undermine your masculinity she just doesn't want to go out with date. you right right but why and why do you think it speaks to them that way like they're just saying no to a date so why why would someone internalize that in such a way that wow this is hurting my manhood i just got turned down is well, it the chase you did speak to it when you're thinking that as you know there is the social pressure on men that the goal is to get the female. Mm, so the chase. The chase. Um, that that's the that's the prize. Um, that's the end, uh, which is probably problematic. But you know, I was thinking <laughs> to myself. I wonder what about now? It seems like females are more forward, more direct. Mm -hmm. There's more ability to pursue the male. Right. Uh, and what's it look like if he says no? And, you know, I would... Where's that article, Erica? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll find one for you, Brian, and I'll wish you a happy new year. Okay. I'm thinking of so, what just happened to me at My Favorite Muffin, but... Oh, my on. gosh. Well, I think, honestly, though, to be fair, I think the, the issue of rejection for a woman being rejected by a man, I wouldn't say that she has to quote unquote protect her womanhood, but it goes back to that whole manhood piece because she's going to be like, but you're a dude. Dudes are supposed to like this. What's wrong with you? Are you gay? And I mean that okay. as her, in, you know, but it, so it still females goes aren't off the hook here. Right. No. Because I think in the study, they did show that um, that males needed to respond that way to protect their honor. Right. But it goes it's it goes back to the same underlying thing, that whole idea that a man is supposed to be this. So you've got women's aggression to rejection. And I didn't try to Dr. Seuss it there. I was just being real. Mm -hmm. You've got their aggression being the same reason a man is showing regression uh, okay. aggression okay you know what i mean that so the whole man putting box. the gender into a box of right. like hey this right. is what it means right um and then if you reject then it's something wrong with you right like and I'll, and i'll share you know i have a friend and he he's a sexual assault survivor okay he does not he did not recognize himself that way because of the man box yeah 
because of the man box. Well, and I think that prevents a lot of guys from coming forward. Exactly. And his perpetrator was a woman sure. who often perpetrated while he was drunk, passed out. Okay. You know? And the typical response to his story was like, aren't all dudes supposed to like that? I would have been happy if I woke up to that. Well, and you've got the even just the, the recent stuff where the the female teacher mm-hmm. um, is having the relationship with the male student mm-hmm. and the male student being fearful of coming forward because we laugh about that mm-hmm. as opposed to we cringe if it's the other way around. Right. The male right. Um, professor coming on to a female student. Right. Well, sometimes you, you'd have the students around him be like, dude, you hooked up with the teacher. You're right. so lucky. It just kind of, right. It goes, it goes back to that whole idea of how to be a man. And a lot of that time it's equated to violence. You need to exert physical aggression to be the dominant one Mm -hmm. in whatever situation it is, whether it's money, power, relationships, a job. That's just always been the acceptable societal norm. Instead of feeling like I'm rejected, I need to defend my honor. I defend her honor and say, okay, <laughs> have a good day. Yeah. Next. Hey, that is just the best way to handle it. <laughs> and okay. then talk about it in therapy on Friday. <laughs> Call your friend and talk about how you got shut, shut down. down. I know. Why can't we have fun with this anymore? Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's respond. Okay. So right. this article is pretty interesting. It's called how expectations are shaping your relationship. Mm, expectations. Uh, this is a pretty recent one from September of uh, this year. Um, and it talked about, I guess the things that I took away were, um, we become, you know, as humans, we adapt. Uh, and so when things happen frequently, we find them less significant, less important. We find less fulfillment from them so I kept thinking about things that I need to go home today and thank my fiance for (laughs) right Uh, because you come to expect them but then we we find that over time uh, that other partner can start feeling unappreciated because we take that for granted yeah so yeah um, it was it was interesting I I got some of the things that uh, this lady said I guess the um What's her name? Gordon, I guess the PhD that, that wrote this article said okay. this kind of cliche or truth that she found was expectations kill gratitude. So you it's know kind what? of the yeah. catch 22, right? If right. You're, we get into relationships because we want someone to be there. We want someone to kind of pick <laughs> up the slack and give us some support. Right. Um, but then it's like we get that. We start to expect that. Hey, I expect this person is going to give up the concert and then put on sweats and just stay home, Netflix and chill. Mm. Uh, but we start taking that for granted. And so then the other person feels, man, I feel unappreciated because, hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I gave up this concert to stay home with you and you just kind of like, well, assume I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know, expectations are a big one for me. I would have to say that was my downfall in a lot of the dating arenas that I went through because the expectations start so high because your dating standards start so high. And we talked about that. We kind of debated on what's the better term standards or characteristics. And it was a lesson I had to learn the hard way because when you start out with standards, well, where do you think the expectations come from? And so then you're constantly measuring your partner against these highest of expectations that when they do sacrifice for you, you can't even see it. Yeah. You're blind to it. Right. You know, 
And so So we just set the standard on the floor mm-hmm. and we're like, hey man, if this guy showered once a week, thank <laughs> you, Jesus, right? I'm kidding. You know, but then you start to define how they shower, the temperature of water they use, <laughs> how much water usage, which Now we're ticked that the water use? bill's gone up. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so what do we do? So what do we do about expectations? Yeah, I know that they talked about, mm. well, so some things to not come complacent. Uh, Gordon used an example that um, she said, look, uh, her parents paid for her education and she said that she was grateful. She gave him a lot of hugs when she graduated. Mm-hmm. But it was nothing compared to if she felt like she had to pay for college herself. And then right before she went in to get student loans, her aunt said, hey, you know what? I want to take this burden for you. I'll pay for it. She said that her response would have been a lot more, you know, a lot more elated, mm-hmm. happy, thankful, um, grateful um, than when she felt like, well, her parents she was expecting her parents because her par- parents said, hey, we're going to pay for college for you. Oh, you know what? That is a good example. I hear what you're saying. Right. right. So that's kind of how she put it in perspective. So in our relationships, um, the, the thing that I took away from it, she, she mentioned something at the beginning that I, you know, I didn't really pick up where it was kind of like pretend um, that they don't usually do this. Right. So mm-hmm. let's say you get home and the way you've got stuff set up, your 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 husband, your partner, your fiance makes dinner mm-hmm. right we just come to expect that hey this person's gonna have dinner ready for when you get home so we get home and we pretend that we don't expect it like what are you doing <laughs> like, oh my god oh. that's gonna be tough for me <laughs> my friend so <laughs> what i did as i took the next one it was kind of like remind ourselves to say thank you to act not just say it hmm. but to act thankful mm-hmm. um, for something that they do every day that really means a yeah, lot. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking in my own life. Like, man, there's a lot of little things that my fiance does on a daily basis, weekly basis, mm-hmm. um, even though her plate is overflowing of stuff. Right. And that, you know, me acting and taking out the time, not only to do things that I know that she would appreciate. Right. But to show her that I'm thankful for those things. Yeah. I mean, I hear you, and I think that makes a lot of sense because you you don't want to get stuck in the daily grind um, with those high expectations because then you, yeah, you're going to see all the grievances. You're not going to see those positives. You're yeah. not going to see what to be appreciative. You're just going to see the grievances, and that's going to run it right into the ground. So I don't know. I, I figured, you know, uh, a daily thanking someone for their partnership, thanking you to be a team with me. Thank you for for sticking it out with me yeah. you know we we look at what we did we well, built the house together we got the kids together we do the bills together like thank you for being my partner yeah you know what i mean well and i think it, it the good part about it is that your relationship is unique to you right yeah. we've talked about this whole series of things that are common to us all right things yes. that we all deal with um that we all face but what makes it unique is that no one knows your partner like you do Right. And vice versa. And sometimes mm-hmm. if you're feeling unappreciated or realizing they're probably suffering from the same thing that you are, <laughs> right? They're probably doing things every day and making sacrifices and they feel like you're not being grateful right. for those little things if there's been kind of the frequency over time. Um, but being able to be genuine about, you know, what what is something that they do that we take for granted that really helps mm-hmm. that really makes life easier that man i'm glad i have to sp- i have you to spend my life with 
mm-hmm. um, because you take care of the dang yard <laughs> or whatever and it I'm is. And I'm like, hmm, we're going to have to circle back on that <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to take some time. Yeah. But it's funny because if you're if you're finding yourself like, man, I'm, I'm, I've got more invested here. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm making more sacrifices than the other person. Um, gratitude goes such a long way. Well, and I was going to say, I think when you turn a relationship into competition like that, you know, uh, nothing's good going to come out of it. Yeah. Well, something's happening. Yeah. Right. Someone's going to get up. Someone's upset. Because you're like, (laughs) I do more. I know more. Keeping score. Yeah. Scary. That's not good. Uh, but yeah, I was just thinking, it's funny because I, I grew up and we all did laundry. Okay. We all did. Right. Everybody does laundry. There's no job that's above you (laughs) You, because we would say those as kids, you know, you hear like, well, that's not my dish. You know, it's like, oh, dude, no job is above you. Oh, right. So, um, or you know, that, why do I have to do that? That's not my clothes. So we always had this kind of everybody, if it needs to be done, you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's funny is my fiance is not like that with something. So she wants, she's very particular about how she does certain things. And it's mm-hmm. almost like if I help like thinking, Hey, I don't want you to feel like that's your job. I'll, I feel like it gives her stress. Like I see the veins popping out of her neck, you know, she starts <laughs> yes. sweating. She's like breathing really loud. And I'm like, okay, I need to back up. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> step away right. from the washing step machine. Away. You're doing it all wrong. Right. Uh, <laughs> you don't know how to fold your undershirts. And I'm like, well, what did I do before we met? Jeez. <laughs> uh, but She's yeah, on not if they're going to go in my drawer <laughs> and in my house. No, I'm right. just kidding. <laughs> Everything's color coded. Yeah. You know, I'm like that with laundry and I think it's more like, okay, I don't want to berate my partner because they don't do it right quote unquote right, right how usually you would do it. right usually if he's gonna do laundry fine just keep me out of the laundry room i don't want to see it um but I, like, the majority I of the time cool for mismatching socks you know, these days i'm always i'm always like you know what i don't mind doing laundry all day and sunday's my laundry day i don't mind doing it all day you know watching tv and watching the golden girls unfolding whatever yeah it's like a way to de-stress for people it's a it's uh, it's self-care for me being able to fold and put away stuff yeah you're taking something from dirty filthy stinky to i I tell them you know hey i don't mind you know because you you get the dishwasher loaded and unloaded and i don't like doing that yeah we just kind of well there you go erica it's a trade-off I Man. hate unloading the see? dishwasher. That is But my see, that that sounds like something that every couple could identify with. Like oh, there's yeah. just certain things that, hey, you know what? Um, could you handle this because it's not it's not my thing. It's a negotiation and fairness, man. Yeah. But then be flexible because sometimes stuff comes up. Yeah. Well, I mean, stuff does come up. He's the cooker. <laughs> he loves cooking. You're like, hey, I thought we had an agreement. I don't no. do laundry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Yeah, you will now. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Okay, real quick. The last thing we wanted to touch on is the idea, okay, holidays can be stressful. We're getting around people that maybe we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Get ready for the questions. My favorite is everyone kind of knows those kind of hot topics if it's your immediate family. And at least our family would game plan like, hey, what are you going to do when they ask you about your job? Hey, what are you going to do when they ask you about how many years left you have a school? Hey, oh, wow. What's the deal with this earring? You know, 
let's pregame in the car pals um okay Uh, but this uh, let's see you pulled this it's called uh is self-partnered the new single so right um, explain this to me so you you haven't heard of this going around on the facebook and the instagram i live under a rock you live under a rock but you saw those good commercials before (laughs) (laughs) someone told me about it on the way in all right okay so you know the new self-partner and and if you read it for the title there kind of sounds funny right sounds right, I was like thinking, well, you hooking up with yourself there <laughs> right right hey i thought she had an imaginary friend no i I'm, I'm reading this article and it was just released 2019 it's it's been making its rounds uh okay. here with uh emma watson having announced that she is self-partnered okay, right right so it's floating it's kind of buzzing and really it was a, a self-empowering way to say i'm single by choice okay so grandma grandpa stop nagging me I will date when I'm good and ready. <laughs> this is on purpose, Grand <laughs> Right. Just like that. I thought it was an interesting article because can you imagine the holiday stress for, for single folk, young single folk going back home and, you know, we're the grandkids. When are you getting married? You right. Know? I, I, can, got I can see the eye rolls now. Right. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I know this is in November of 19, but they had it uh, based on, I guess they had this data survey in 16. Mm -hmm. They took 16,000 people. Uh, Results showed that single individuals stay better connected to others, provide more help to family and friends, and receive more help from people in their social network. You know, it's funny because if you have a family member, um, aunt, uncle, that that has decided to be single by choice right self partner is what we're going to call it right uh, that's true right and i guess it, it's common sense i guess mm-hmm. if you have more time i think the knock was that the married couples seem to be a little more disconnected when it comes to yeah. big family gatherings which makes sense you've got blinders on right you got mm-hmm. your own kids they've yep. got soccer practice yep. you're thinking okay when's the next fundraiser <laughs> and if you're single by choice you've got maybe a little more time to be more involved. Hey, mm-hmm. what are the nieces and nephews doing? Yeah, What's because you're cool up? Aunt Phoebe, man. That's right. You're cool Aunt Phoebe with all the wild stories. That's right. I'm the person I am today. Yeah. Because of With those. all that saved money. That's right. <laughs> Thank Hit you, Aunt up. Deborah. Yeah. Because parents, <laughs> mar- married couples are always broke. <laughs> I know. Um, exhibit A over here. Right. Everything's tapped out. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I see the argument here or, or the... How do you say it? How could that be true? Single people happy? No way. Well, that's kind of the fear, right? Yeah. You're felt to think that you're somewhat abnormal if you're choosing to be single. Right. right? And then there's that whole, you're not really happy. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's what's funny. It said, I guess, um, evidence saying that married people tend to experience a boost in happiness right away, right after they marry, Mm -hmm. but then return to their baseline of happiness. Um, Interesting. Long married people tend to be particularly happy, uh, but it could be that happy people um, marry more often than less happy people. That sounds a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I really right? don't. <laughs> I know. We'll have to do further research, people. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it's if you're single by choice, Own good it. for you. Yeah, dude. Grandma, grandpa, back off. Well, and I think the, the tough part, we kind of mentioned this earlier of, if that question or those things really bother you, mm-hmm. then maybe come to terms with it before. Because if you're, look, if if I'm self-partnered and this is a single by choice, then mm-hmm. you can ask me and I'll tell you. 
Yeah. Right. I'm not going to get defensive. I'll just say, hey, you know what? I, I've actually this is I'm enjoying life. Right. right. This is what I'm doing with my time. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty content. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know if you're having to do that for 15 different conversations over turkey, then maybe you're getting a little. See, and I was going to say the, those self care tips will right. come in handy. Hey, we told you last week. Have an out. Yeah. Take a break. Pull your earlobe twice. <laughs> <laughs> right. And your cool, your cool Aunt Phoebe will come and see. Well, I guess that was two weeks ago. Forgive me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, it was just one of those uh, self-empowered uh, labels to kind of get get through that awkwardness of yeah. being labeled single. Like something's wrong with you. You're d- you can't possibly be happy. Yeah. And so this is kind of a, a rebel, if you will, to, you know what? I am happy. Yeah. And I can I, I can see it. I mean, I really can. Well, and to be honest, I think I've learned and grown a ton just based on finding like the definitions that speak to what we're trying to do. So we talked about this on earlier episodes when we're saying, hey, it used to be going steady. Right. What is dating courtship? What does that oh, mean? Wow. Exclusive. All those yeah, things. that no. now <laughs> Now it's a little more fluid, but we have those kind of definitions that speak to it. So yeah. I think that. Maybe this is a way to empower, hey, look, for right now or for the rest of my life, this is how I'm feeling. I'm content. Right. Right? Well, I mean, think about it. If your family is always pressuring you to get with somebody because you can't be single, who are you going to end up getting with? And what kind of expectations are you going to have? Yeah. So it's just a way to kind of take back that, you know, that power of there's nothing wrong with being single. I like it. Less stress, Mm -hmm. less dirty dishes, less laundry. Now, it's going to be crazy if you show up with somebody next year. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, and I'm coupled by choice. Hey, coupled by choice, yeah. gam, gam. And go. then I'd be like, so when's the date? <laughs> hey, man, get comfortable in your own skin. Be able to explain these things. Exactly. Uh, well, I got to say, this has been a blessing. It's been fun. Thank you for opening my eyes, Miss Erica, <laughs> uh, to a lot of things for sure. Oh, I know we yeah. kind of get stuck in our own... Uh, ideals and beliefs but yes. um this i am is an good. extreme person yeah you're the best <laughs> uh but no i hope we did a service to um those of you guys who have listened and then uh responded with how we could kind of cater the message um find some research so that you don't have to <laughs> yeah uh mm-hmm. and figure out really kind of the struggles that um you guys are facing um and really we really are thankful for you and um, appreciate Uh, the opportunity of course thank you very much have a safe and happy new year that's right hope you had a wonderful christmas and happy new year